just so you know, all of our kayaks are transparent, right? So they're completely see-through. Um, we put neon lights in the bottom of them so they glow at night, right? During the neon night experience. Hi, I'm Reed Singh, and this is Adventure Travel with Troop Outside, a podcast where we interview adventurers, local guides, and outdoor industry experts to uncover the best travel spots and human-powered adventures from around the globe. Before we jump in, I have a quick favor to ask you, that if you enjoy the show, please leave us a review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It would truly mean a lot. Thank you guys for being on Brooke and Santi from Clearview Kayaks in Miami, Florida. I really love what you guys are doing, and thanks for joining me today. Definitely. Thank you for having us. So I'm absolutely in love with what you guys are doing because uh, Miami is a place that I've always loved to visit, and it's such a great um, city with its Art Deco culture and stuff, and party scene and hotels. But I think what gets missed in that is the amazing, incredible outdoors that. It's surrounded by, and before the city was there, it was such an incredible um, swampland and natural environment. So for you guys to really put that focus back on the natural environments in that city is something that's really, uh, um, really great. And I'm really excited to have you guys talk about, you know, what got you started and how you decided to start the business in Miami and start doing uh, kayak rentals and tours. Definitely. I would say that we both had somewhat of a uh, nature upbringing. And we moved to the city, as you said, it has a high emphasis on sort of partying and city life. And, uh, and we also do have a hospitality background. So we've definitely um, we've definitely done the whole city thing. And I think eventually, once you're like running the restaurants, clubs, and boats, whatever, eventually you, you, you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> there's, um, there's this beautiful canal just kind of hidden in the heart of the city. Or wait a minute, like I've never seen these little um, sea urchins or these little creatures. Um, and so we, you know, we, we saw lots of um, outdoor activity from where we're from, the place where we're from, but we started seeking out all the little hidden um, routes, kayaking routes, or little hidden islands and gems that are, are right here in the city where we are. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Go ahead, Sandy. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly like Brooke said, um, when we, we both grew up in, uh, I guess you could say, smaller towns, um, what drew, what mainly drew us to the city of Miami was obviously the energy. We were a lot younger, you know, club scene, party scene, this and that, and you realize later on that there's a whole city within this city. Um, the locals know about it. You know, the locals are paddleboarding all the waterways and, you know, the um, the environmentalists all know about it because they're cleaning up everything uh but uh like you said with the whole we, we realized that we were missing out on the the true you know environment of miami what it originally was which is um everglades and you know like you said uh, water the waterways of the same bay all that but um now nowadays you kind of have to go kind of far away so like 45 minutes to an hour to even get to an actual um legitimate everglades so with what we do, we're pretty much showing people a different side of Miami. I mean, we keep it real. Like, we keep it fun. You know, we do offer, like, champagne and all that. We have a Miami vibe to it. But um, there is definitely that outdoor element that we offer that people wouldn't necessarily 
um, have thought about or even knew existed in the city. That's amazing. Yeah, I think it's nice to keep it light. And, uh, you know, for someone that's visiting that's uh, maybe not even into the nature, but still wants to get our energy uh, out by working out or just seeing the city from a different angle that most people probably don't get to see is uh, I saw some pictures of paddleboarding through canals and on top of that at night and talk about seeing nightlife in a way that nobody's out there seeing. And I love that you guys are able to offer that. So what was that uh, journey like you guys, what were you doing before? How did you meet? What got you guys inspired to get in on this together and start offering rentals and tours and all the amazing things that you guys offer today? We, uh, we moved here. We didn't know each other. We both moved to Miami about 12 years ago. And we ended up working at the same same uh, hotel. And uh, we just got to know each other there, started chatting, been close friends ever since. And, um, and I don't know, we were just doing our thing, working in hospitality, and we always wanted to create, we always wanted to make something of our own so we can fully feel passionate for it and use our hospitality background. So I guess we were, we yeah, we were like ideas guys all the time. Like we would always throw ideas at each other and for years, so we were just comfortable, you know? And one day we just said, you know, hey, let's let's get an idea in the city that we live in. Um, yeah, we love partying. Yes, we love Miami. Yes, we whatever. But on our deeper friendship talks, you know, we had environmental passions as well. We had, you know, just different concepts about the world and, you know, how things should be run and like it's and more so more focused on environmentalism. Um, so we said, well, why don't we do something that marries both of those, our passion for Miami, our passion for, for fun, our passion for cool things, you know, high energy things, but also being environmentally conscious and, and being outdoors and actually getting your hands, exposing your skin to the sun and touching the salt water and, you know, getting your hands a little dirty, sweating, you know, just being more natural at the same time. Why can't you do both? So that's pretty much um, was a lot of the inspiration for it. And we just started moving forward, you know. That's incredible. That's nice. That sounds like you really connected with uh, your true self in that process of not just trying to create something better that already exists, but, you know, offer something brand new that you're really, truly in line with, because it's just so much easier to keep going with that, uh, even when things are not working out. That's amazing. So you guys decided to, like, get some kayaks and start running tours, or did you go down, like, a, a path of figuring out what permits you need or... Uh, how long did it take you to get started after you're like, yes, we're doing this? We definitely jumped and got the kayak. Um, we had a bit of a we jumped the kayak, and then we started searching on our phone for what route would, would make so much sense for other people to experience. Um, once we found it, we just jumped right into it, and then later, <laughs> all the permits still hit us. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we eventually, of course, figured all that out, and things are going a lot smoother now. Um, yeah, when he says we had a plan, we had no plan. <laughs> we had zero plan, but it was just one of those things like, let's just jump into it. You know, if we wait any longer, we're going to, you know, we're never going to get it done. So let's just see what happens. But like you said, we start even, I mean, yeah, of course, we had kind of a makeshift plan, but it was a complete mess in the beginning. But 
we knew we had a goal, you know what I mean? And we knew we were motivated and we knew we had ambition and we had the, we had a vision. So, um, you know, once we just jumped, we were able to put all of those missing pieces together to create, you know, the, the business that we have now, which is much more structured, very much, you know, much more planned out. Um, we have all of our permits and all of the insurances and everything, you know, all the logistical stuff that you need to operate. But definitely in the beginning, it was just about jumping off the cliff with no parachute, just make it happen. That's awesome. I'm glad you didn't let the analysis paralysis keep you from starting sooner. And, and I'm actually glad you got the permits thing figured out before. Hopefully you didn't get hit with any crazy fines or anything. So um, what are some of the things that people miss about Miami? Talk to us about the outdoor places that you either uh, take people through in your tours or uh, what people can go out there and explore on their own. Are these canals? Is this open water? Where are you guys located? And what can someone expect to go experience with Clearview Kayak? Yeah, so when people visit Miami Beach, or actually when I meet these people, I ask, um, uh, what did you, when did you arrive in Miami Beach? What, what have you done so far? And some people are very active in the goal all over, my, all over Miami. Um, but a lot of people, they just say, oh, pretty much the beach, you know, pretty much uh, Ocean Drive, the beach, crawling from the beach to the bar, the bar to the beach, which is actually something you should definitely do. In Miami, that's what Miami Beach is famous for. Um, but there's a lot more to do. So uh, we wanted to take something that's right under your nose. We took a, a historic canal that's right here in Miami Beach. And um, we want people to get out on the water. We want people to get active. When you're active, you have a sense of accomplishment afterwards. And this, um, this waterway that we take people on, uh, we have like a fun, exciting route where uh, we're paddling in a manatee zone. We passed mangroves. We're able to speak about how mangroves, how the mangrove ecosystem works. Uh, we'll see iguanas. We'll see blue herons. Down in the water below, you can see puffer fish and stingray, all kinds of little fish. Um, and so it's just something that's right behind, like right um, in the heart of uh, Miami Beach, which you wouldn't normally discover on your own. So we want to take people into those places. That's amazing. And how do they, I, I imagine most people are pretty surprised when they go out there. Uh, and see these things like right in the heart of the city yeah people are very surprised because in general you know and that's just what brooke was describing is just what we do but in general the tone of the tourists and the travelers is just partying you know what i mean so they don't realize that you know with what brooke was describing our canal and all of the uh and indian creek and all the, the creatures and animals that are in the waterway you know outside of that they don't realize different things like Key Biscayne or, you know, there's another uh, waterway called Manatee Bend. Uh, we have uh, all the, we have a bunch of islands in the Biscayne Bay, you know, the picnic island, you know, where people hang out and um, they don't, they don't see these things. They're just thinking about jet skis, yachts and VIP. So, at, you know, at a club, it's not bad. It's just, um, we want to be a part of waking people up to, hey, go do all that, but also look what we're offering. It still has a cool vibe. You can learn a little bit about nature and then interact with nature as well. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't need to be your whole trip. And I love what you're saying is like, go do that because that's the, the great part about Miami. And you can't find that anywhere else in the world either. The best music, the best places, the beach. But, you know, you could take a two hour rental or tour. Uh, and just to put that in perspective, too, like cost effective wise, what is an average like two hour rental for you guys run? For, so like our, we have we have 
a couple of different things. Uh, if they just want to go and rent an actual kayak on their own, um, that's going to be 45 for um, one hour and it fits up to two people. Um, our, but our experiences are the main thing that people look for. So we have a, something called Neon Nights. Um, Neon Nights includes your tour guide. It includes um, all the equipment. We do a champagne toast. We have snacks, um, usually groups of about 10. And the, uh, you know, just so you know, all of our kayaks are transparent, right? So they're completely see-through. Um, we put neon lights in the bottom of them so they glow at night, right? During the neon night experience. Um, and that one's 69 per person. And that one lasts about two to two and a half hours. Um, just music, you know, it's a vibe. People see, that's, that's the fun side, right? The neon lights, the music and all that. But we've seen dolphin out there. We see fish because the fish are attracted to the light. You know, obviously we see all sorts of herons and different uh, birds out there when we go. So um, they still get exposed. And it's just funny to see people's reactions because, you know, they're thinking, oh, neon, neon lights and this kayak, everything's going to be cool and calm. They don't expect to see a fish just literally flop out of the water next to them, you know, wow. or see, you know, just different things. That, or even, uh, even the paddling sometimes surprises them. And I'm like, look, guys, you know, this is the outdoors. Yeah, we're having fun. But, you know, you're going you're gonna to work a little bit. You're going to have an invigorating experience. You know, you're going to get in touch with nature a little bit. And you're going to have some really cool pictures for Instagram because you're in a glow in the dark, basically, you know, a glowing kayak, you know. Right. Uh, I think uh, I'm guilty of not having to explore these, this side of uh, Miami before myself. So hopefully everyone else is feeling just as inspired having you talk about the, the way you describe it. I can just see the passion in you even that every time you go out there, you're finding this to be a cool experience and something amazing is happening. And I was just trying to put that in perspective of like, okay, $69, you've spent two or three hours going to do this activity and that's cost of, you know, a couple of drinks in Miami. So just taking some time, maybe not your whole trip or your part of the trip and trying something outdoors. You know, if nothing else, there's a lot of people that are missing uh, their regular routine of exercising, working out while they're on vacation. And this is a way to try to kind of balance that out. So when you're on your vacation, you can still be active. You can still get a, a, you know, a light workout or a heavy workout, whatever you want, and then go back to exploring and see the place a different way. Um, what are some other outdoor things to do in Miami that you guys either like to do or other people can go explore along with kayaking and paddling? Um, <clears throat> some of the, the main things that you'll, you'll hear you should do right off the bat are going to the Everglades. Uh, they have these um, fan, fan boats and they'll take you to the Everglades and it's a really unique, um, uh, it's a really unique type of type of nature. You'll see um, alligators, you might see um, an alligator nest where the mother is protecting the, the babies um, and just all the unique uh, wildlife that you see kind of in that, in that um, marsh environment. Um, another popular destination is um, John Penna Camp in Key Largo. It's great for um, scuba, um, scuba diving and snorkeling, glass bottom boat. Um, that's actually one of the largest living coral reefs in, um, in the USA. Oh, really? And, um, cool. Yeah. So that's definitely good to see. It's just about an hour and a half drive from Miami. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Sandy. Go ahead, Sandy. Yeah. And that there's um a lot of people don't realize like 
right outside of the hustle and bustle of South Beach and Brickell, which is like our financial district in downtown, we have uh, Virginia Key and Key Biscayne, Brandon Park. These are about 20 minutes away or 25 minutes in an Uber driving away, and you get quiet, pristine beaches. You know, these parks are like a little bit away from the, the hustle and bustle without you having to drive super, super far. Um, there's pathways that you can walk through and see like uh, all the different vegetation, you know, the mangroves and palm trees and different things like that. Um, but these parks, a lot of people ask me like, is there somewhere I can go where it's quieter? Somewhere, I wanna go to a beach, but I don't want to hear, you know, reggaeton ringing in my ears. Like, yeah, go to Crandon Park, go to Key Biscayne, you know, uh, go to Virginia Key. Uh, people can, whoever's listening can look those things up and they can say, oh, wow, this is something off the beaten path a little bit um, without getting too far away from the city if I'm visiting or too far away from my hotel. Virginia, um, uh, Key Biscayne is actually also great for um, cycling. Whether you want to do um, like a long distance road bike, there's a huge bridge that you go over with great views. And then they have really wide bike paths that go all the way down to the bottom. And there's actually a, a park, Stillbag um, Park. It's a lighthouse at the bottom. And you actually have a view of Stillsville, which has a lot of history of prohibition in Miami. Um, another cool thing, um, instead of road biking, they also have like a um, off-road bike path. So it has these different curves and little and a little jumps and everything, which is another fun thing to do down um, in Key Biscayne. Yeah, well, that's it's, awesome. it's, a, it's very much a paddleboard community out here too. People love paddleboarding. You see so many people just early crack of dawn, you know, going out. I mean, we're completely surrounded by water. You have water access from everywhere you turn. So, you know, whether you live in a high rise, whether you have a house, apartment, whatever it is, nearby you know if you're in the met the main metropolitan area you're gonna have access to water so people go out early in the morning paddleboarding you'll see sometimes 10 15 people sometimes people are going alone but paddleboarding is is really popular out here because of all the access to water we have oh that's amazing and i bet it provides like really great views too uh especially when you're paddling around those backwaters and going through neighborhoods the almost. sunset here is amazing the sunset yeah. on the Biscayne bay it's stunning i mean oranges and purples and pink the gold like the epitome of the golden hour that light across the bay is just beautiful awesome man well i'm feeling pumped uh and hopefully everybody listening is just ready to come uh explore this either in miami or maybe in you live in charleston or somewhere there's waterways and and you haven't thought about exploring your own city uh, by kayak or water or biking. And Brooke, thanks for going into all the amazing things to do nearby. And I think there might be like a cool kite surfing scene too. I've seen some, uh, maybe some pictures and videos of Miami kite surfing and kiteboarding. Is that uh, also in, in the South Beach area? Yep, that's true. Um, there's a couple of places. Uh, well, there's there's a couple of places in Miami Beach and in Virginia, um, Key Biscayne, sorry. Um, I keep saying Virginia Key because that's also in Key Biscayne. But um, there's a couple of places where the wind kind of hits, um, 30th and Collins on the beach, uh, also down on 1st um, and Ocean. And then in Key Biscayne, um, there's, a, there's a sort of a beach area there where there's a lot of wind as well. Got it. That's super cool. Yeah. And, and you know, California, the West Coast is all about surfing. We have the, you know, kite, kite surf. You know, that's what we do. 
Uh, there's so much wind here, especially during hurricane season. You can like you see just <laughs> literally hundreds of people out on the beach, just you know, windsurfing and kite boarding and all that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's that, that's our you know our Flor- our South Florida equivalent to the surfing culture in you know California. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, when the wave is not there, but the wind is there, that it's so much of a wind sport, and I didn't really realize that until. Um, I met some friends that have some friends that are big into kiteboarding that I always thought was like a water sport, but it's so obviously makes sense. It's a wind sport. So what's, uh, what's your busiest time of year? Are you guys running all year round or are you seasonal or, uh, what's a good time to come visit? When are the crowds at their peak versus like a great time to visit that people don't realize? Yeah. Our busiest time of year is pretty much right now between February and March. Um, it's it is it's pretty much the um the spring bakers that are traveling um overall though the season is you would say what november until april right that's when we get the most uh business but um it's a lot of it's concentrated in february and march the most february and march and uh, like i said there's a lot of spring breakers a lot of travelers people on vacation in that time of year it's the winter for the northerners so they come down to florida um yeah, that's our busiest time. Got it. Um, and even in the summer, you know, the great thing is that you're kayaking and I'm sure you could get out and swim and cool off in the water. So it's nice to have access to the water when it's as hot as exactly. it is in, in Miami in the summer. And I've been there. <laughs> yep. Um, so, go ahead. So I was going to touch on um, our island experience and like how we got into that. Perfect timing. I really wanted to, uh, yeah, I saw on your website that you guys have adopted an island and I was going to shift through to the conservation piece and all the work that you guys are doing to uh, conserve the, the natural environment that you have there. So please take over. Yeah, definitely. So that was um, one of the main things that we wanted to make a part of the culture of Fairview Kayak was some sort of environmental element to it. Um, mainly because when we first started exploring the um, islands here in the Biscayne Bay and in the local area, we just noticed there was a lot of trash, washed up trash, trash from partiers, different things like that. And um, we just started realizing like, hey, you know, organically, we need to just start cleaning this up or making some sort of awareness. And there are, you know, other um, organizations here in Miami, a lot of them that clean up and do, uh, do their part but we wanted to do our thing. So uh, we started getting into starting a nonprofit. Um, we were calling the uh, local city, you know, authorities to see how we could get involved. And then we got directly connected with the Biscayne Bay Aquatic Preserve. And um, we adopted an island in the bay. We adopted Frigate Island, it's called. And basically it just requires us to um, set up a cleanup of that island once every quarter and um, document every piece of trash that we pick up. We input it into their database system and um, and then they, you know, they send it off to the labs and do whatever research they do with it. But uh, that's really made us feel really great to be a part of it. You know, we have our name on the island, you know, and um, our next step with that is to just uh, see if we can get more people involved in it um in the cleanup 
and not even just on the frigate island, but in general, in our canal, up the Indian Creek, on the Collins Canal, and things like that. But um, it's definitely a start to something a lot bigger that we're getting into. We were going to the islands uh, daily and sometimes multiple times per day. And just instinctively, of course, we'll pick up glass, we'll pick up trash that we see. We want the island to look good for, for our guests. Um, but we noticed that we have a unique responsibility because we're actually on the islands every day. A lot of the, the pickup and the trash cleanup initiatives, they typically clean up around the shoreline or in a park. Um, so we, were, we, were, uh, we had a unique advantage that we reached the island um, daily. And so we realized that we could really uh, spearhead that initiative. Actually, it ended up being really useful to the Biscayne Bay Aquatic Preserve because they, they have uh, people who analyze the debris uh, on the islands because the, the tide comes up. It brings um, some debris to the islands and tide goes back down and leaves it there, in addition to people who go to the island and might leave something. Um, but analyzing the debris that we find helps them to determine the source of the debris and maybe go after stopping that debris from ending up on the island. That's amazing. I absolutely love what you guys are doing. And uh, that's cool that the, you're helping another organization through this process so it has a larger impact so they can identify the, the largest polluters or the challenges that are causing the most of the problem and okay. collaborating with them. And I, as someone that also loves doing cleanups, it just feels so great for yourself when you're done with that. Even if you just pick up one little corner of a beach or one little part of a canal, if you're not, you know, we feel like we're doing it for the environment, but I, I personally feel that deep down, it's really something that we do for ourselves because we end up selfishly feeling better about ourselves, having purpose and giving some uh, value to our life that when we're done we kick the bucket that we did did a couple things right absolutely and uh, we mentioned earlier the human powered activity which i think is very important um we noticed that that our guests would feel a sense of accomplishment afterwards after using their body to to propel them to the islands and back um so you have the the human powered um activity and then you have the cleanup and those two things i think create like like you said a very unique um good sense of purpose and accomplishment um, one of our driving uh, goals for, for what we show people on our experiences is to show them something that they wouldn't have seen uh, if they hadn't met us or if they didn't come see a local's perspective. And so that's kind of a big part. It's kind of, um, it's a big part of what we try to show people is that sense of accomplishment and uh, purpose. Exactly. And it's, yeah, you nailed it. So can a guest come on a tour and go do a cleanup with you guys? The, yeah, so we... That's part are, of one of the experiences? Well, we um, are, you know, on, on each tour, if we ever notice um, trash things, of course, we, we'll pick it up. And some we'll notice some guests just pick it up without anything being mentioned. Um, we have tours that are more about, you know, nature and, um, and the experience that we provide. And then we're also working on what we, what we want to call environmentally, or no, uh, environmentally proactive tourism. So those are basically ecotourism. It's, it's a form of ecotourism, but basically just getting um, tourists involved in the cleanup as well. Because you want to go somewhere and you want to leave it better than when you came um, rather than the opposite. And so, um, yes, people can get involved. Um, of course, on our tours, we do a little bit, but they can also get involved in a full-on full on, um, island cleanup or a canal cleanup, um, which we focus a lot more on the actual cleanup. That's amazing. I love it. Uh, thanks, Brooke, for mentioning the, the human-powered aspect of it, because that sense of 
accomplishment, achievement, and it's still, we still get it. You know, I get it. When you paddle across a giant lake and you look back, you're like, I just did that all on my own. Or yeah. you, you know, bike 20 miles or whatever it is. You're like, oh, yeah. you know, we, you're so much more capable. Our bodies are so much more capable than we push them to be. And that's, that's why we we're never going to go to get away from human powered experiences because we want people to feel that sense of accomplishment, that confidence, because that stays with you, you know, and that's something uh, that we all need right now too, as a country, as a society, 70% of the U S is overweight or obese. And it's not from the lack of gyms being around or a lack of, um, you know, fitness books or videos or diet books being around because that's all there. It's just really believing in our in our physical ability, and obviously on the diet side, that's a whole different topic. But yeah, man, getting after uh, experiences that you can do with your own body is is amazing. True, like taking a break from sitting to stand up, or choosing the stairs uh, instead of the elevator. Um, you know, maybe not trying to park so close every time to the store. I'm not worrying about that extra couple steps that you're gonna take. Um, and then when you're traveling, finding an experience that actually uses your body. Those are the, some of the easiest most effective ways that you can just stay active and have a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, man. If you just, uh, we can hopefully get, get just a few more people doing a few more things. And you know, that one trip turns into a lifestyle activity that they end up going up, you know, someone goes by as a paddleboard and that becomes a weekend activity that it's just so much more, um, fun than hitting the gym to me. There you go. And that has its own value. That has its own like purpose, uh, you know, strengthening your bones and, and building muscle. But I feel like there's a lot that most people can do and that is actually act fun and enjoyable. And you're burning calories instead of feeling like this grind and sitting on a treadmill or standing on a treadmill and, or, or a Peloton bike. Um, yeah, hopefully exactly. more look to get outdoors, they find activities like kayaking and stand up paddleboarding and biking to be more, uh, more fun. Yeah. And like, even on a personal note, when I, you know, now we have a couple of workers and stuff, but when we were first starting, um, we were out there every day, basically doing guided tours with people. So we were paddling, you know, a lot, sometimes twice a day doing tours, you know, and you end up unknowingly having some really good looking arms i'm like wow look at my guns like, you know <laughs> you got an like, accidental <laughs> exactly and not even realizing it but um yeah i i, I love it overall it's just it's, it's just a good it's a good thing for everybody i think both of us have toughened up so much oh yeah we started this. exactly on a on a personal note like he's saying i mean it's just so funny because you start something for a passion or or because you have a vision and then all of these um sort of yeah like side effects start coming up you're like wow i can build this i can um i'm i can handle this i'm i can think of you know yeah lift this much i can think on my toes i can crisis manage you know what i mean like all of this stuff from being outdoors and having to rely on yourself just starts to like make you what do they say rewild you a little bit you know i'm sure we have a lot more to work on but i'm just saying in general just you learn a lot more about yourself another interesting thing about um the way we have set up our experiences is that a lot of times people will take a boat out with their friends but our experiences um, mix people together so um i think one of my favorite things about 
like it's like you said when we were just every day like multiple on our own um one of my favorite things looking back has always been just meeting a, a subject group of people from all over the world at each time and you can just ask them questions you guys can discuss uh, all kinds of things on your mind get to know new people um that's always been another cool thing that you might not get on a peloton bike like you said yeah you bring people together and doing a shared experience and um that at least is one thing that everyone has in common all of a sudden doesn't matter what walk of life they're coming from um and to leave with that like share sense of adventure and uh, accomplishment mm -hmm. and sansi something you were saying was really interesting uh and how it's made you more resilient and tougher mentally and i feel the same way is the more time i spend in nature doing whatever activities i'm doing uh i think a lot of it comes from embracing not having control right but still have mm. to do something i'm sure you're paddling back sometimes and you got a headwind you're like i gotta get back you just gotta paddle oh yeah it, right? uh um, and then also the weather being so unpredictable here in miami you know we've been caught yeah. in, even though it might be a short distance from the shore to uh, one of the islands you know that we use that we uh, do our tours uh, that we take our tours to um the downpour the rain can come very quickly and it's not it's pretty terrifying thing now we're used to it but when you're first starting you're surrounded by you know baseball size it seems uh, raindrops just falling all around you and you in your head you're like oh, you know i'm responsible for these people why didn't i leave sooner i should have known this and, you know you start to kind of critique yourself and get better and better each time but you're out of control nature you know she does what she does and you just got to grow with the punch grow with the punches be strong enough to handle it and do better next time and uh, and uh, out of out of your control like but at the same time no is not really an option so you you get to really see how your body kicks into gear and and takes you through whatever you have to do to get you know to overcome um nature which uh kind of like we mentioned before makes you just you know you just really trust in your body you know what it's capable of yeah man that's amazing i, I it's so nice to be able to share that um that experience with someone else then i'm sure all of our outfitters and anyone that's you know been in nature enough or been outdoors enough has felt these things um and i guess what we're all trying to get to is there's so much more value in doing these outdoor recreation activities that is more than just physical and it's more than than just the activity itself it stays with you even when you're done so I could talk to you guys forever, uh, but I think we're just going to have to come down and take a trip with you and get to meet you guys. It's been a pleasure having you guys on. Um, so tell us really quick, like where in Miami you're located, if somebody is looking to uh, book an adventure, what time of day uh, do you start? What's, what's the last tour that you do? Um, just some of the logistical things. Absolutely. We're, uh, we look up Clearview Kayak on uh, Instagram and Website is Clearview Lifestyle. We're on 24th and Collins in Miami Beach. Uh, we launched into Indian Creek Canal, and we have also the Collins Canal right there. Uh, we do rentals from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And uh, experiences, we have the night experience running at 8 p.m. Um, and these are Thursday through Sunday. Amazing. And given all your hospitality experience, I'm sure you can uh, hook people up with some recommendations and the great outdoor parties or parties to go to or places to visit too so i'm, I'm sure you'll have local cuisine everything a lot of constant experience 
Well, thank you guys uh, again for coming on. It's been a pleasure talking to you. You can find a Clearview Kayaks on Trip Outside or check them out on their social. Shoot them a note. Let them know if you found this uh, podcast helpful. And most of all, share it with someone or go visit them. And let us know if you do. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. Hey there, adventure seekers. Thank you for listening to another episode of Adventure Travel with Trip Outside. If you enjoyed the conversation, please share it with your friends, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, and subscribe to stay up to date on where we travel to next. If you felt inspired to travel, go to tripoutside.com. It's the fastest way to book outdoor adventures all in one place.